everybody, and welcome to Jessel. I'm Ernie Raposa, uh, and I'm here with a bunch of folks that I can't wait to talk to. Uh, first off, I have Elise Greenberg. She is here uh, as a coach focused on strengths. She's a certified strengths finder coach and has her own coaching practice. Welcome, Elise. Uh, Elise is based in the Boston area. Uh, and then uh, Allie Glazer is also joining us. Allie is uh, from Allie Glazer Executive Performance Coaching. Uh, and you have a variety of specialties, but um, we can unpack that as we get into this conversation. And then our special guest job seeker today is Les Medley. Welcome, Les. Uh, we're excited to have you here to talk about what you've been up to and uh, where you are on the job search. And remind us, Les, of where you're connecting from here geographically. So I'm in New York City, and right now, as you might expect, just because of the world the way it is, there's a fire truck driving by outside. So yes, it's right. just New York. It's part of okay. the life of living here. Great. Well, you know, as any podcast goes, we, we like to have sound effects from time to time, so uh, I won't have to worry about adding any in. We'll just get them from your neighborhood. All right. Well, cool. Les, um, thanks so much for joining us. We're, we're super excited uh, about this conversation uh, and hoping that your story can inspire other folks on their own job, uh, job search journey. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to uh, and, and where you are in the search right now. Okay, so right before the holidays, my company decided to go in a different direction. I'm sure people have heard that expression before. Um, the sure. portfolios got smaller and my ability to oversee a large geographically dispersed base of assets was kind of no longer needed. Yeah. So the good news is, is that gave me a chance to really evaluate where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do next. You know, I was lucky I had some resources. I didn't have to jump for the first job that came up. So I stopped and gave it a little thought and decided where I wanted to go. And from that, I've decided to take my skills and knowledge, kind of like taking my ball and I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna go to the nonprofit world. Yep. So uh, that's pretty much what I've decided. It doesn't have to be a nonprofit, I guess. I might say that if it's kind of double impact, but I want something purpose-driven where there's a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing besides just helping another corporation make more money. Um, I would say so far, uh, you know, I've been doing outreach. I've had a couple of interviews. I'm kind of just, it, things were pretty quiet over the holidays, which is probably not surprising. So things yeah, are just yeah. kind of getting going now. I kind of say my feeling about this is that it's been a real journey. It's been kind of exciting to say, hey, I'm going to start doing something new after 20 years. That was kind of cool. Yeah. It's also offered some pretty big lessons in humility. Uh, just, you know, uh, I've learned a lot of new stuff, uh, met new and interesting people, which was kind of cool. Uh, had a little self-doubt and there's been some periods of frustration as you might expect anytime you do something new. So I guess that's kind of where I am. Okay. Thanks for sharing that, Les. And can you share the, the industry you were, you were Oh, in? I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I was in the property management field. So that industry manages large commercial assets, uh, big apartment buildings, big mixed use buildings, those kinds of things. Okay. Okay, cool. So when you talk about changing, changing um, industries from, uh, let's say, corporate to more nonprofit, you're, you're open to not necessarily managing uh, buildings or spaces, but in that space, but open to a variety of, of things. 
I don't want to put words yeah, in your mouth. Uh, you know, like, I, I think for me, it's about trying to give back a little bit, do something yeah. to help out. Um, obviously, I know how to run buildings. I'm familiar yeah. with facilities management. I know about okay. how they operate, but it doesn't have to be that. Okay. Okay. But that, that's, that's where, that's where your, your skills lie. Um, and it may be just applying it into a different space. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So throwing this out to other coaches, any other questions we have for Les as we uh, dig into what's next for him? Allie, do you want to start or I got? Okay. So if you don't mind, I'd love Les to hear a little bit about um, you and what your talents are, what you're good at, what you like to do. Um, what other people think you're good at, starting with taking a look inward. And then that's how I would typically work. And then understanding what's important to you in general, looking at that and then moving forward to what's important more outward. Yeah, so. I think so. Inward, again, it's being able to contribute to something. And this, kind of, in a certain way, it kind of goes back to the way I was raised, but also my experience, I, I'm a military vet. Mike's been a, my first yeah. career, basically, in the military. And my first, in that first experience, as I kind of became an adult, you know, you, you think you have a purpose when you're in the military. Now, I will be the first to tell you that as you get a little older, sometimes you wonder what purpose it was and who's making those decisions. Yeah. But that being beside the point, when you go to work every morning, you think you're there for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, that that has gradually slipped away. And I want some of that feeling back. Sure. I want to know that I'm going out there and I'm doing something yeah. that's going to, you know, dent the world a little bit, as we used to yeah. say. So yeah. so that's what's really kind of important to me. It's more important yeah. than specifically what I do every day. Sure. I mean, and you know, if that job allowed me to also, you know, sail a boat around the harbor all day, heck, yeah, I'd really like it. But, you know, sure. it can involve sure. anything, right? Sure. <laughs> that's, that's really kind of what's important to me. Sure. How did you feel when you were in the military about yourself and your skills? Uh, well, I was in the special operations community, so we were kind of, a, you know, a group of pretty rowdy guys. Um, part of that training is that they you keep doing harder and harder things. And they keep telling you every time you do something hard that you're the best in the world. And so pretty soon you are one of the best in the world because you've been practicing so much, but right. also it gives you this mindset that it doesn't matter what happens. I can do this. And you get this mm -hmm. mindset. So I don't want to make it sound like we were incredibly arrogant. We were incredibly arrogant, but there was a reason behind it. We actually <laughs> mm -hmm. earned it. You, you were able to back it up. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know, so that was, and that was, it was great. Uh, my last job in the military, there were 12 people in the entire service that did what I could do. And that was really yeah. something that made me feel really good about myself. Um, and I think that that ability to overcome obstacles was something that I really, really liked. And, and I, I would love it. So Elise, thank, thanks for get, helping us capture yeah, some just, of that, that, that spirit. Yeah, the of essence of that. Origin, yeah. Les's origin story, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's like right. The, the, the Marvel comic universe, right? Everybody has, every superhero right. has an origin story, right? Yeah. Um, and we call that the leader within. 
That's who we call the leader within. So we recall that oftentimes that leader within. Allie, what's, what's, what's showing up for you? So I loved all of that. And I've been thinking about less. Have you been able to draw on that strength? Have you been able to draw on that? I can do anything during this few months of job searching. Um, the answer to that's probably no, <laughs> you know, which, uh, the, the reality is, is that I hadn't really thought about that experience. You know, it seems that, okay, my thoughts are a little jumbled. All right. So let me back up a second. This is so what happens as, when three coaches get in a room with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> as, yeah. as I kind of go into the sure. job search, you know, I got, when I was out of the military, then most of my jobs, it's been a lot about numbers. It's been a lot about accomplishing certain objectives. It's getting things done. It's solving problems. It's building teams, all those kinds of things. So a lot of what I have been, the job search for me has been about those things I've accomplished since I've been in the military. Right, you know, sure. it, it, it wasn't about those things. It was about, you know, all these great things and how I can reduce your expenses and how I can, you know, make more money for you and how I can run your buildings better and all that and build great teams and all that stuff. So I hadn't really thought about that. And I don't even know where it came from. It just kind of came out. So I just had thought about it. You know, it was, I mean, I know I have that experience and I usually, and oftentimes when I meet people just is, if it's kind of a casual thing and they ask, you know, about, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself or tell me something about you. I tell them that I was in the army. I tell them I was in special forces and I tell them, yeah, that means I jumped out of perfectly good airplanes, but I've gotten smarter. (laughs) You know, and it's just kind of a joke and everybody laughs and then we go on from there. But I hadn't really described how that feeling was, you know, about where that came from before. Yeah, I think what's so important and what I know Elise was bringing out um, is exactly that. Often we we will hear a soundbite about someone's story and it's powerful. And to the person, they're like, I don't know, that was 30 years ago. I didn't I haven't really thought about that. And it's so drawing on, on those experiences, those feelings, particular that, you know, you sounded like, wow, like I knew I could do anything and you might not be feeling that every day after the close of business, you know, on day (laughs) 92 or whatever it is, right? right? So uh, important, uh, so important to draw on those experiences that we know we've had when we were at our most capable, when we knew that we were the best in the world at something um, so that we can continue to keep our confidence high because job searching doesn't typically allow us to feel that way day Mm -hmm. after day. Mm Yeah, it, that is true. It's it's a wearying experience. How are you managing that weariness? And you know, that's something that I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now that we're actually talking about it, probably not as well as I yeah. should be. But that, yeah. Yeah, you know, You're not but, any uh, better or worse than the next person, right? Everyone right, right. You know, I I guess for me, it's a little bit. I, I don't want to use the yeah, it's kind of like a pinball thing. You know, some days it's good and some progress gets made. And people call you back and you think, hey, right, I'm making progress. Yeah. And then other days it's kind of like, you know, you go the whole day and nothing happens. And it's like, yeah. I didn't make 
a single bit of progress today, you know? Now, yeah. I, I, I do intellectually recognize that, you know, it's not a, the work you put in doesn't necessarily get reflected immediately back out. A lot of a lot of what you do, you don't know what's going to work, what's not, where something's going to come from, and where something's not going to come from. So I understand that, but you know, just emotionally, it does start to take a toll sometimes when you're sitting there and there's you know, and it's, and also I have to admit that I think part of it that's hard for me is that I do better in a team environment. You know, I, I I can pump other people up and then I can use their energy to pump me up. Right. So right. Uh, and so job searches are often, you know, a little bit lonely. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. There's people who are helping me and people supporting me. And heck, you guys, you know, right. you're obviously here to help me. But some of it just emotionally is kind of like you're you're out on a little island by yourself a little bit. So at least yeah. that's how I feel about it. Can, can, can you share a little more about your, the, the people around you less? I mean, you have to get into specific names or whatnot, but just what, what your, what does your support network look like right now? Well, my biggest cheerleader is my wife who, you know, pumps me up every day. So that's always really good. Um, And uh, I do have some uh, contacts from my professional experience that I've been networking with and they've been helping me and a couple, you know, and, and they're all well-meaning. A couple of them have been like, yeah, I just come back. We got this great spot, you know, and I'm so, yeah. you know, I'm like, I don't know, you know? Um, and then there's uh, so there's that crew. And then I've actually met us. I think that I think people who are in nonprofits self-select to be helpful, you know, they're kind of a, they're kind of a, a community. So there's two or three executives out there that work for various nonprofits in New York. They don't have jobs for me right now, but they've it's surprising. So they check in every once in a while, ask me how I'm doing, like things I post on LinkedIn, you know, so that's, that's been kind of yeah. that's kind of. That was unexpectedly positive thing, you know, not not yeah. that it's gotten me a job, but just that there are people out there that actually caring for you. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and you I mean, just just to uh, uh, get everyone caught up, Elise, I know you, you're just joining this conversation, but Les had reached out to Ali and then Ali um, started the conversation around getting Les into a Jussel podcast. So so Les and that was just a cold outreach. I think you saw something Ali had posted. And so you're, you're building your community out on LinkedIn and here we are, right? Yeah. And I would say that LinkedIn has been a pretty valuable tool. I mean, here, and then also just other things. And like I said, I I do think that the nonprofit community kind of self-selects to be helpful a little bit. So I think that's true, but also other people, it's, it's kind of surprising. A couple days ago, I got a lead on a job from someone who accidentally got caught up in my outreach, he showed up when I did the search and I was kind of working pretty fast and he wasn't really a nonprofit executive. He had, he was a vendor for nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So he said, Hey, I'm sorry. So I clicked on his thing. I wrote back and I said, Hey, sorry that you got wrapped up in this. This is what I'm trying to do. And sorry for the distraction. He said, no worries. Yeah. And he left. And then two days later, he writes me back and he goes, Hey, you know, this group, they need somebody. <laughs> That's so, great. you know, you just don't know being a polite and being helpful and, and helping other people. And I've met some executives in different groups that I've connected some smaller nonprofits with bigger nonprofits in the same field just because now I have contacts at both places just for my yeah. outreach. So yeah. that's been kind of good. It makes you feel good when you can do something for somebody else. Sure. 
And what, yes. what about your, it, it, are you doing any in-person networking right now? or is I it am mostly... uh, a little bit. Uh, it's, I've been, uh, I went to a couple of different functions that I know of from, from my uh, experience with uh, the, the kind of multifamily stuff. And then also a week ago, I went to a big housing nonprofit uh, symposium uh that was hosted by one of the folks that do uh, um, homeless services and housing for people in New York City, and that was pretty good. I met uh, I met a couple of people that I've had some contact with since then. Cool. What's your What's your talk track when you're introducing yourself to to folks? How do you How do you say I'm 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 less medley. I'm I'm what. Okay, so you know, mostly it's like, hey, I'm less medley. Good to meet you. You know. Um, I, I already told you my favorite joke. I crack them up. I tell them that I'm an army veteran. I was in special operations field, jump out of perfectly good airplanes. They always chuckle at that. You know, when I tell them, if sometimes they look at you a little weird, but then when I say, but I've gotten smarter then they laugh. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so it's kind of a joke that works. So I just keep using it. Yeah, um, sure. and then I just go into the fact that, you know, now I have over 15 years of, uh, experience in organizational leadership, business operations, mostly as a director and a vice president of property management field. Depending on who I'm talking to, I may vary the phrasing a little bit. Or if, if I think it's somebody that might have a job for me, obviously, and I know about their organization, I'll try to, you know, tailor the message, tailor it a little bit to them. Uh, Something that I learned though, about the nonprofit field that I had not been aware of, but Three people in a row almost over the course of two days told me. So there was a nonprofit executive, then Allie told me, and then someone else that I connected with. So at the end of the day, when three people tell you the same thing in the course of 48 hours, you figure I ought to pay attention. Um, and so now a part of my spiel is also about how I got into uh, caring about these subjects, uh, which is basically in my case, a few years back, I became interested in helping homeless veterans and the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans, which had this program or has this program called Stand Downs, where they get folks together and offer them services and all this thing over a couple of days. And it's a little reminiscent of their military life. So they hopefully feel a little more comfortable there. Uh, And that led to uh, doing volunteer work with Elcor when I was employed there um, with uh, a local organization here. And then um, and then now recently through New York Cares, you know, so I talk about my volunteer history, my volunteer work and how I got interested in it a little bit more uh, because the people who know these things tell me that's an important part of it. Right. So I try to learn, you know, I'm a slow learner, but eventually I learn. (laughs) And then I just tell them the truth. I want to move to the next, you know, I want to move into the field. Yeah. yeah. What jumps out for me less in all, in all of that uh, number of things, but one is your ability to network and connect with people. Um, and uh, a lot of people get a lot of in-mail and their LinkedIn um, every day. And 90% of it, if, it, if you don't know the person is a sales pitch. And so the fact that you're getting people to answer you, um, there's something compelling there. And then to connect with you. Um, and like we said earlier, that was how we came to meet. And there was something that, you know, that made me want to respond and then made me want to help. Right? Yep. Yeah. So you're doing a great job of leveraging 
um, networks and building your network, as Ernie said earlier, but of being authentic and just putting yourself out there. There's a lot of strengths here that I'm, yeah. hope, I'm hopeful that others who are listening, other job seekers, and just other folks who are looking to improve their networking skills can really can yeah. really take from your experience. Yeah, I'm hearing this. Uh, no, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, but what I, I would say for anyone who might listen in the future, that this networking thing is a learned skill. And I, and so I am happy that Allie thinks I do a better job now. And maybe I'm happy that it wasn't when I was first really trying to gin it up because it might not have been so successful. It's a learned skill. It's like anything else. I'm hearing that that's what maybe was a little bit easier as time went on when you say it's a learned skill. Because I actually am hearing that you have a, quite a talent for these relationships and quite a talent for walking in and making people feel warm and welcome and have these conversations are pretty natural. So you're giving, you're, you're probably giving people a lot of hope, which is great. You're giving them, you know, an understanding of, of partially some advice on it, but you have a natural talent for these relationships and for building, um, building pretty strong connections pretty quickly. So I think that that is what makes your networking and, and in my strengths world, that's what you're naturally doing all day long is using your talents in a way that is going to help you through this process. You're naturally doing that. One of the things that maybe can, can enhance the process is to point that in a direction and be a little bit more focused about it. So you talked about it and I heard the, the pinball analogy and that's a little bit, it was a good word for me in, in feeling like um, what are the things that you're actually, that you're asking for what are the things that you even want when you're talking to these people? And so I'm hearing a lot of the nonprofit and a lot of the, um, the, uh, the passion and the interest in giving back and what your story is, but what are the content? Do you, can you narrow it any further or narrow it in different ways so that you have more of a request of people when you are meeting them? I think what, what I've learned is that people want to help you as much as they possibly can. They also don't know how. Right. So the yeah. more information we can give people, we're actually benefiting. We're helping them help you. And when right. you're talking to people and you innately know, you just said you innately know how they can help you when you're talking to them, but it's, it's what is the information that you can give them? And so one of the right. things is like, um, I have like the idea of, what is important to you in your next role and the big picture yes you've identified but even more granular what's the content of those nonprofits is it only helping veterans is it only you said it's you know it may not only be in the real estate space so where are those things that you want to be a little bit more focused on not to answer now necessarily but those are the types of things maybe to continue to think about and as you network to even ask people, get advice on, you know, different things and some of the people in those areas. I'm sure you've done yeah. some of this stuff because you innately sound curious about it. Love the direction we're going in here and the theme mm -hmm. that we're building and, and a big theme that I'm feeling, and I just want to sync this up with the group is, is service. 
it, it sounds like yeah. you're open to so many different things as long as you're in service of something good and making a difference. And is that is that accurate? Well, I, yes. I'm going to jump. I'm going to yeah. jump in and I heard something a little different is that right. he wants to be the best in the world at it. <laughs> He's going to be the best in the world That's at true. it, not That's just true. service, but when he does it, he can be the best in the world at it. I'm not joking, right? Everybody Les? look out. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> You're going to service the heck out of people. Yeah. 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 You know, I didn't really, I hadn't really thought of it when I said that, but in a certain sort of way, you know, when you've, when you've done something big, then you want to do something big again, I guess, you know, or maybe, you yeah. know, maybe if you've never done anything big someday, it just bites you and you just say, Hey, I just want to go do something great. You know? And I, and I do, I, I enjoy it. I admit a certain amount of it's probably ego, you know, but, um, but I figure as long as I'm using the ego for good, then I'll just, you know, ride it. Uh, one thing you said early on was that in that first phase, you weren't sure what the purpose was. You thought you knew what the purpose was. You were told what the purpose was, and you were the best in the world at it based on that. And now you get to choose, and you can be the best <laughs> in the world based on your choice. That's really different, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is kind of different. You know, but I think the choice to go out and try to just really do something hard and get it done. I think that's kind of uh, that's kind of the same to me. And yeah. and yeah, I, I know that. So those are th those are the fields I like to work in. I, I also I'm old enough to have I'm fairly self-aware. I, I know what my real kind of skills are. I'm good at building teams. I'm good at leadership. You know, the military pounded it into you. Everybody's yeah, job, right. I tell people, everyone's primary job in the military is leadership once you're no longer a private. Your, your yeah. job is to be a leader and your specialty, what your certain skill sets are, is second. It's way second to being a leader first. Well, mm -hmm. Les, uh, I know Elise and I have been monopolizing you and Allie's yeah. been quiet here. So Allie, any, any insights yeah. from uh, your corner of yeah. the of Yeah, the it's funny. I don't think I've ever been introduced with Allie's being quiet. So that's a new I phrase. know. That's a yeah, new is phrase. Everything okay? But I love it. Well, when, when you're joined by so many people that have so much wisdom, right, you just kind of take it all in. But um, I, I, Les, what I want to talk a little bit about is my area of coaching focus and leadership is particularly around finding balance and self-care. And when you're in a job search, as you've been, sometimes that's an elusive concept. And uh, in particular, you could see the way some of, some of our viewers and listeners are watching this and some are listening, but I could just see the way you, the, your, your facial expression just told a story to me. So tell me what's going on in your area um, around self-care and, and finding balance as you move through this process. Um, if I were to be, completely transparent. I would say my self-care program is completely wrapped up in the phrase, yeah, I think I should do more of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, and it's so obvious when you bring it up and it's so was so far away in my thinking until you brought it up that it was like, I hadn't even yeah. thought of it. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a big deal. And I, and as, as I sit here, when you first thought of it, and I thought, as I said the analogy about the pinball, I was thinking, you know, maybe a little self-care might be one of the ways to slow down the bouncing back and forth action a little bit. Yeah. Well, what do you like to do to 
for yourself? A lot of what I enjoy doing is being outdoors, being outside. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of parks and stuff, getting out, walking around, seeing something besides the four walls, my computer screen. That's right. kind of important yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that that's a big that's kind of a big deal to me. Um, and uh, just I, I think the thing the place that I would work on first is just being more active. But I I also think that I I would like to read a little bit more. You know, it, it seems it's this is a hard thing to describe. And and I know intellectually it's not accurate. I mean, if you were to ask if this was a test, I'd of course put false, right? Right. But, but when you're actually doing it, sometimes you're sitting there and you're going like, you know, I just like to take a break and maybe read another couple of pages on this book I'm reading. But instead, you're just like so consumed by the job search that yeah. instead you and and I know intellectually that I'm not accomplishing anything. As a matter of fact, I often tell my wife she gets into this kind of zone a little bit and I know that we're not accomplishing anything. She's just sitting there and I tell you, you're, you're zoning out, stop, you know, right. right. And yet I don't see it in myself and I know I'm doing it, right. you know, and I, and I just get so consumed by it that I don't do the other thing. Less ex what you're talking about is so, I hear it from so many folks and there's a, a few, a few things I'll, I'll offer. Um, so, so one is that, um, we talk about marathons versus sprints, right? And so um, I hope that the job search isn't a marathon, although it probably feels like one. Um, but one of the most important elements to effective self-care on a day-to-day -day basis really is thinking of yourself as being a sprinter. And what I mean by that, and this is work, this is based on work from author Tony Sch and researcher Tony Schwartz. I use his work a lot um, from the energy project in the self-care work that I oh, yeah. teach and train. And he talks about the sprinter because when we think of sprinters, they ex expend a lot of energy all at once, very quickly for a short period of time. And then they take a break for a few minutes and they, they restore, they refuel, and then they go back on the track and they do it again. As opposed to the marathon, you know, that that you don't stop. You just keep going for for well, I would take it would take me well over four hours, but you know, whatever <laughs> whatever, whatever um or until you, you know, fall down. Yeah. Exactly, right. Yeah. So um I wanna invite you to think about that. And you talked about being outside, being in in getting some fresh air. And that's a perfect way to take a, a power break so that when you you come back, you're refreshed. And when, and you said it exactly right, you recognize it in others, in your wife, but not in yourself when you're just like in this mindless zone of, and there's just no productivity. So instead of waiting to figure out that you've been in that zone for two hours, just set a clock, set, set your alarm uh, for 90 minutes is really the optimal amount of time or the maximal amount of time, I should say, that you should spend staring at the computer screen before you get up and, and take a break. Yeah, you know, that's so common sense. One of the things I would always tell my property managers who are dispersed, they, and they're, they each are in charge of their own little phase. I tell them, come in, put out any fires. You know, you're a property manager. Somebody's got some problem early in the morning. Put that out. Then from 930 to 11, close your door. Don't tell your staff that if the building's not on fire, don't bother me and do the hard work that needs to be done for the day. And then when you're done with that, spend an hour and a half doing it. If you need to go back, okay, but take a break after an hour and a half. But you'll be surprised if you do that every morning, 
how much of these big projects get done because you yeah. just worked on it for an hour and a half. So now you're just reminding me of what <laughs> right. I should listen to my own advice. Yeah. yeah. You're, it's, it's leadership. Is you're a really good leader. Yep. <laughs> another, another thing I would invite you to think about is this idea that, you know, you talked about reading and other hobbies that you have. And one of the things that I think that I've seen job seekers uh, go through, experience really during the course of their extended search is not doing the things that they want to do because they either feel like they can't because they, they have to be at their computer job searching for seven or eight hours, or there's a, a kind of guilt there around, I need to be finding a job. I can't indulge in this book or in this activity. Um, and I understand financially, sometimes we can't indulge or shouldn't indulge in things. And that's just responsibility. So that is everyone's in a different situation when it comes to that. But if you knew that you would have a job in X amount of time, a month, three months after the summer, whatever that is, think about the things that you wish you could have more time to do. Because we all know once you get the job and you will, and everyone out there <laughs> listening will get the job, they're not gonna have the time <laughs> that they wish that they had had or that they had when they look backwards and say, wow, I had three months or six months and I didn't read one book or I didn't take yeah. one, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and now I don't have the time. So it's not, it, it seems illogical and it's perfectly logical when you're in that, in the throes of it to, to not allow yourself to do those things. Um, but it's a, it's a truly missed opportunity and it goes to your, the interest of self-care. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, how, how, so, so tell us more about how that, how that might impact your next few days and weeks less. Well, um, so I guess the, the first thing is, is that when I was at work, I did, I blocked my time as in a one and a half hour segments and just worked that way. And to the extent I could, I mean, obviously yeah. when you have a team, you know, they're going to call those kinds of things. So I would set up office hours. So I structured my day a lot. And I think structuring my day more is, and I, I've kind of started that. And I realize as we're having the conversation that, yeah, that's a case of something that was working that I didn't do more of, which is, you know, bad manager. But it was just, um, you know, so I have done certain things to set up a routine because one of the things I noticed when I left work is that I had a structure to my day. For example, right. I knew Thursdays were going to suck. They were all meetings, right? But right. I knew nothing useful was going to get done, but I was going to get them all done that day and I didn't have to worry about it. I knew I was going to, I had office hours from my team. They always knew they could get hold of me at a certain times so that we didn't interrupt each other. I mean, emergencies happen, but beyond yeah. that, if you something routine, call me between here and here, I'm always available for you. So those, and then certain other times I had things that had to be done, a report or whatever. So I, I recognize that. So I started blocking out some of the week, but I'm just going to block out more of it because it just makes sense, right? It's a it's a better management technique. Um, and so I need to manage myself a little bit better. <laughs> but the, uh, so I think that's a big part of it. And I am probably going to finish the book I've started. 
<laughs> that's probably yeah. a given. <laughs> and yeah. um, get outside, exercise a little more, and get, definitely get outside. I think that's a I think that's a big thing. I love that you're oh. able to re reflect as we're talking on things that really are are authentic to who you are, what you're about, what keeps you happy and healthy, and because those are the things that are going to um, propel you through this search, you know, until you're on the other side of it and beyond really. Are there any, any questions you have for us, Les? I mean, we, 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 I, I, I think we went, or we took you around the, the world here with lots of different questions yeah. to, to get to the, get to the core of, of, uh, uh, what you wanted to do and be, well, is there anything outstanding for you where, where you came to this conversation with questions, um, that, that you still have? No, not really. You guys have been great. And the areas where I really was, you know, kind of thinking to myself that maybe the search wasn't really, I knew there was ways to optimize what I was doing. We definitely approached the, the whole self-care thing was big and, you know, reminding me of some tools and stuff. And then also narrowing down that kind of focus a little bit, you know, to, yeah. we used to have a comment in the military that we, we wanted things. It's, a lot of a lot of accomplishment is kind of like a knife. Now I know it's kind of a brutal thing because well we were in the military, it's so what we did, yeah, right? Yeah. But the knife works best the sharper it is, right? Yeah. And the sharper you can make your focus on what you're trying to oh, accomplish, right. yeah. uh, the the better right. you the, the better it works. And so that's uh that and you've kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Elise, any parting thoughts for us? Uh, seeing that we're coming up on time here, um, any yeah. other takeaways? No. Yeah, I'm just, I'm with Ali. I'm excited for whoever gets, whoever lands you. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. I, I would you add for one sharing more. your story with us. Yeah. Yeah. And I would add one more thing. This phrase just, you know, sort of popped into my head as you were saying your closing thoughts last, which is give yourself permission. You know, and, and for what, for whatever, for that 90 minute, you know, stop, start, go read your book, go mm -hmm. walk by the water, um, take a day off from, you know, in the same way that as leaders in organizations, when we're working, we, we take paid time off so that we can rest and we can renew and rejuvenate and get ourselves ready for the next day or the next week. Give yourself permission. So whatever dot, dot, dot after permission is for you um, and for our job seekers who are listening, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough time. So give yourself permission. Well, Les, thank you so much for joining us. Feel free to come back anytime. We'd love to have a, uh, a less check in right and and see um how the journey's going uh, and see if you've you've incorporated any of the things we've talked about today um uh, for listeners uh, we'd love to see any comments you have in our either on our linkedin side or in our youtube channel uh and i just want to thank uh, elise greenberg ali glazer and and of course les for being our special guest here uh all the best on the search and on the journey thanks everybody yeah Thank, Thank you. Thank you.